Hello, hello, welcome to episode 34 of the Golden Question Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be answering the question, why does privacy only matter when it pertains to private companies? Over the past, I would say, two years, the talk of privacy has emerged, and particularly with uh, in relation to companies, uh, mostly Google, but some people throw Apple into the mix and uh, Facebook. But it, you know, it it's revolving around private companies. Now, the talk of privacy did come up. Uh, I was a little bit younger, but a couple of years ago, after 9/11. Um, and with the passage of the the Patriot Act, and during that time, uh, and especially looking back at it now, obviously, you know, I wasn't uh, looking at it at the time, but I'm watching a lot of videos now, reading a lot of stuff, a lot of books were written on it, and the the talk of privacy back then was about uh, it was aimed at the government uh, with the as I said with the passage of the Patriot Act, all these new programs, the TSA the NSA, the CIA, and the regulations and the certain restrictions that they that they uh, that they imposed, as well as the programs that they created to pretty much simply put to spy on us. the The topic sort of dissolved a little bit. Obviously, some of the stuff from the Patriot Act uh, expired. Right, the Patriot Act did have some provisions in there that were uh, set to expire in 2005. Um, so I believe some of them got renewed, but you know today we still have the CIA. We still have uh, not the CIA. I'm sorry. We still have the TSA. So there's still a lot of stuff that obviously didn't go away. And you know it goes back to the idea where you give government power, and once you give it power, it's very hard to take it away. Uh, and the only thing really that you could do is just hope that they don't ask for more power. But what I find interesting now is the the shift has moved away from the government, and and they were the conversations back then were really uh, interesting, and really you know you could learn a lot. People cited the Constitution. They looked at they they try to understand what was the spirit of of the Constitution, the spirit of certain amendments, uh, and especially the right the the Fourth Amendment was was brought into attention a lot. But the conversation today in the past couple of years has shifted to companies and it's really embarrassing and I mean if you compare the two it's it's night and day what we're talking about now when it pertains to privacy and what we were talking about it before and I and I think that the talk before was much more serious and much more intellectual uh, than it is now and I think a lot of people when they saw the hearings when they saw Mark Zuckerberg and the CEO of, of uh was it the CEO of Google uh, going up and, and testifying? It was everybody laughed at at the Congress members. Like, what kind of questions are they asking? Do they not know how technology works? And it sort of, in a sense, backfired because they thought that they were doing this for the people. You know, we're we're speaking up against these companies, um, and we're 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 standing up against the uh, we're standing up with the citizen against these corporations. But they ended up just embarrassing themselves, and I found that pretty funny. And that was, in a sense, that that that's something that came out uh, that was positive from all this. But the 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 talk, I think, is, and maybe some people some people's stance on this issue changed. Uh, 
because in the beginning everybody was on board yes these corporations uh shouldn't be taking our data and selling it and a lot of the stuff surfaced from google where they would take your data and track it i mean people were even noticing it where they would speak about something or look at something and then once they go to another app they see that the stuff that they were talking about previously or the thing that they saw previously now magically emerged and they thought that it must be something there must be something that tracks your uh, tracks your data tracks what you say tracks what you look at and transfers it and they didn't ask me whether or not they have permission to do this they've just taken what i've said now from the beginning everybody was on board that this was a bad thing except me i you know whenever a whenever a company does something that i don't like I'm not the person who instantly looks towards the government for a solution, who instantly looks at government and says, all right, what can you do to prevent this? If there's something that I don't like, I simply, uh, I can voice my opinion on it, uh, which will hopefully bring attention to it. And maybe the company can, can do something about it and change it, right? After all, they, you know, they're, they're, the best interest is in, in their customers. That's what provides them the business. And if I bring enough attention to it, I can make people share in my concern. And so, you know, if they lose me as a customer, that's not really going to impact them. But if they lose a, a certain percentage, a certain portion of their customers, then it'll, you know, uh, hopefully make a significant impact. But that's the idea, right? You make the change from the ground up and you directly uh, influence the company. You don't, I don't instantly go toward, uh, go to, to government. And, and institute that change and sometimes it's unnecessary because even in order to go to government and make a change you still need to rile up a certain amount of people and by then the company might have already made a change so once 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 this uh when this whole privacy thing started to emerge i just simply said if you don't like what google's doing if you don't like what amazon's doing just don't use the service but then i began to look at it more deeply i mean why is it bad for these companies to have your data? I mean, what are they doing with your data? Are they doing anything, uh, you know, uh, are they doing anything that is, that will harm you? I mean, that's, first of all, that is the most important thing. Are you being harmed? Uh, are they, you know, are they doing, uh, doing other things with this information? Are they going to attempt to blackmail you? Are they going to take this information and, and, you know, something that I thought, Hey, are they taking this information and giving it to the government? That's the way, you know, I initially, um, wanted to look at it, but I feel like a lot of people haven't had that thought and they just see it as these companies taking my data. That is bad. Now, this is completely natural. As I said, we've had this conversation with privacy before after September 11th that I, you know, because of our fourth amendment, because of our American values, we value privacy. And whenever our privacy is compromised, we take issue with it. And so these concerns that I saw with these corporations that these people were having, uh, the concerns that these people were having were completely genuine. And I, and I, uh, empathize with them, but I think that they are voicing their concerns at the wrong people. They're instead going to government and saying government should do this, government should do that. So back to the idea with data real quick. Uh, I sort of 
moved on from that. I wanted to make a point there. As I said, these companies, they take your data. What do they do with this data? Well, most of the time, they're using the data better to bring you more customized ads. And they do that so that they can some some of these ads can be more suited and more tailored uh, to your needs. So they can advertise products to you that you're most likely to use. Now, the reason why this wasn't an issue before was we didn't really have this personalized uh, information system in a sense where the internet, you could search up whatever you want, you could watch whatever you want, unlike the main source of media uh, back then was television. And that was a very, in a sense, a mass media uh, system where every, you know, everybody in the entire country or at least certain portion of the country was watching the same exact thing. And so ads were were made maybe on a, on a local basis or even just some, some uh, ads on a national basis. And so tailoring ads toward specific customers was impossible. Um, and, and physically and logistically because of, of the large scale nature of the medium of the uh, the media. So because of the internet, we have more ways to customize and because you have more power now, you have more power as a user to determine what information you want to have access to, what information you want to look at, what you want to watch, as opposed to before you just open up, you know, turn on the TV and whatever's on there, you're stuck with. There really is no no option. So in that, naturally, there's going to be a progression to to tailor ads and to personalize ads for these individual users. And this is just a natural progression. So these companies, you know, ads in a way have evolved. They have evolved with the marketplace. So ad, you know, before ads were seen, I mean, ads now are farly more superior than ads of the past, right? Ads in the past, you would just sit in a TV and you would see an ad about a drug that you you ne you probably aren't never going to take in your life and yet it's you have to sit there and watch an ad that is somewhat like it's talking to you and it's saying that you're cut you're the customer but you know that they're talking about someone else and you're you know you're asking yourself why do I have to sit through this and obviously it doesn't have to do with drugs it could be with anything any product that you know you won't buy uh, that you know that you're not the personalized customer to and this is also uh, just an innovation of the marketing industry, how, you know, advertising products, it's all about finding your, your, uh, your target audience. It's all, it's always been about finding your target audience. And with the advent of technology and computers and the internet, advertisers can do so, can target, can find their target audience and identify them more efficiently and more accurately. So this is all a progression. And when I see these people uh, who, who complain about this, it's sort of like wanting to go back to the old days where you have ads. You're, it's like you're sitting there watching TV and you have ads that are completely random, that are that are so broad that they're, they're not identifying their, their target audience. And again, from an advertiser's point of view, it's like they want to reverse everything that that the, the marketing industry has 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 researched and has come up to now, which is target audience. That's, that's the number one thing. Where can we find our target audience? 
what's the most efficient way to get the target audience uh, and how do we portray that information to them so the the my point is the natural progression is to to be where we are now is to have customized ads ads that are tailored to us and ultimately it's better for the consumer as well because now he has access to certain products that he might not otherwise have looked for himself but now he has access to instead of going to the store and browsing along and doing the effort of finding things that he might need those products come to him kind of like a slideshow they just come to him hey you want to buy me it's like the product is now advertising itself and the product the product identifies him first before he identifies the product and so again my point is this is a natural progression and it, it's a positive progression it's making advertising easier it's making buying products easier so this whole customized ad thing in order for it to work you have to collect some of the data and this is where the issue is or at least this is where people think the issue is right we americans have this natural tendency to uh to value their privacy and whenever they see their privacy compromised they want to uh, protect it as much as possible I think what these companies should do is they should rest assure their customers that the data is being collected for their benefit it's for their interest yes it's for the interest of the company because the company could could sell more products but it's it's a win-win situation because these customers now are going to get products that are more tailored to them. And I think this is something that everybody wants. Now, you can argue we should be given the option, but I don't think that's the debate that's occurring right now. I think the debate is they should not have our data at all. And this is what certain congressmen are saying. But uh, I think what Apple has done is actually really nice is now they actually have pop-ups would you like uh would you would you allow this company to track your data to give you a better uh better tailored ads and i think that's a great way to do it and again some of this stuff just wasn't possible maybe there's certain restrictions that that uh, technical technological uh limitations that probably didn't make this ability uh, this option possible to allow and to block certain things you know there's certain i'm pretty sure software engineer will will argue that now we have the technology to better provide these certain options um, to to customers about ads and, and allowing them to have uh, some sort of interface to look at to see what companies they blocked what apps they've allowed this and that which probably wasn't possible before but this is all again this for the third time this is all part of the natural progression of advertising and I find it ironic Right, that that people are up in arms about this because it's it's really again it's really not the corporation or the company that you should be scared of, and I made this point numerous times in in my previous podcast. It's the government who you have to fear with your information. What are the comp what what can companies do? Right, the famous example with Coca Cola. Right, what is what could Coca Cola do? All they're trying to do is sell you a Coke. That is it. That's really the the, the supposed power that Coca-Cola has is they want you to buy their Cokes. That's it. They can't come into your house and put a gun to your head and say, you must buy my Coke. 
And of course they have to find you and the, you can connect that back to the data. But that's, that's the best they could do is to sell you their Coke. Ultimately, it's up to you to decide whether or not you want to buy that Coke. It's the government that has coercive power. And that's really the most dangerous form of power is coercive power. Because power, again, we can get into, this is political science 101, right? This is what I was taught in political science 101. And it's all about the structure of power and how you, you distribute power. But ultimately, the most important form of power and power in its most truest sense is coercive power, the ability to force someone to do something. Because without your ability to force someone to do something, you have no power, essentially. I mean, you may have some other types of power, but I will argue, and many do argue, that coercive power is the most important power, and it's the power that you, that people should focus on. So governments are the entities that have true power and you see people say it a lot this corporation has too much power this and that no all a corporation could do is sell you a product that is it that is all they could do they they don't they don't want you to uh they, they don't want to appear as if they are forcing you to buy their product because obviously you know that that would make them look bad but it's all the beauty of, of capitalism, the beauty of markets is that is it is all voluntary. It's all without power, without force, without course of force. Uh, it's all voluntary. You make your decision. It's between two consensual parties that make two agreements that uh, tend to coincide. And when those agreements coincide, that's when you have a transaction. So it's the government who who, who people need to fear because of the course of power, and it's the government who you need to fear with your data. Because the government obviously could use your data to find who you are, to know what you've been doing, what sites you've been on, uh, who, where, what locations you've been to, have you been, you know, are, were you interested in, in buying this product? And ultimately, uh, from you know the 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 ultimate goal right there of the government to track your data and to to track your life essentially is to obviously observe for uh, any coalitions that may form against the government. That's really the ultimate fear of the government, and that's why I think our founding fathers gave us the Second Amendment, gave us the Fourth Amendment. Is that if the government does something that the people don't like, the people need to have a right to resist and governments obviously don't want that to happen and so they need to observe they need to spy on their people they need to observe their people and uh, to make sure who you know who's buying guns why are they buying these guns are they uh, are they going to do something to to revolt against us and it's essentially just uh, a rebel suppression uh, measure right all this uh, talk of privacy is a as a rebel suppression measure now we've talked about the patriot act how right it's a it's a big uh especially with all the the money laundering measures in the patriot act where you the government says it's doing this for for money laundering measures but essentially what they're doing is they're tracing where every dollar is what what's in your bank account where is that money going, right? I can't go to the bank right now and take out $10,000. The bank will stop me and ask me, what am I going to do with this money? They might give me a form. 
Um, and this is not something that the bank wants to do. This is something that the bank is obligated to do because of laws and regulations from the federal government. And most of these laws came from the Patriot Act. And supposedly they claim it's to stop money laundering, but it's more so to just have an eye on things and to make sure you, uh, the government just has an eye on you, right? To make sure you're not doing something uh, that might piss them off, right? That might go against their interests. And another aspect to this that a lot of people tend to forget, and it has a lot to do with the Federal Reserve and the money printing and, and all those other things, is the income tax. Now, I firmly believe that taxation is no longer um, a way, you know, a, no longer a viable way for the government to fund its expenditures. I don't think the government anymore uh, sees taxation as uh, a serious way, right? It's Taxation is just there to the side, and I'm going to argue, and many others have argued this, is that taxation, especially the income, the federal income tax, which is probably the, the taxation that, that uh, I should be talking about. Yeah, the federal income tax is there, in my opinion, not simply to, but it, it it is a big reason, uh, and that is to track where you spend your money and where your income is coming from. How are you making a living? Why are you living? And really, if you take an income tax, a federal income tax course, they teach you the main goal of tech, uh, the main goal of taxation is to uh, to is so that the government could generate revenue from anything that makes you wealthier. So if you get wealthier, the government needs to know how and why you got wealthier. And with the income tax, they're able to observe uh, where where you got that money, um, whether or not you, you are you following a W-2 or uh, are you working? Did you make money from investments? Did you make money from gold? Uh, did your friend give you your money? Right. There's all these different forms that track down and put a name on every single dollar. And in my own class, I remember the professor said he straight out admitted, he said that the federal income tax does a great job at preventing money laundering and preventing uh, theft because ultimately it helps you find criminals. And again, that may sound like it's a positive, but it can't be used for the negative. It can't be used for the bad. Uh, or for, 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 for evil, because the government could see this person, as I'm going to go back to the example of, of someone who wants to, to stage a coup or stage a revolt against the government, they could start acquiring funds from, from different organizations uh, or from, from different people, and now all of a sudden the government has access to, to where they're getting that money from, and they could say, oh, this person, uh, we, we, need to, we need to keep an eye on him. And they could ultimately suppress that rebellion. So for me, especially with with the print, money printing from the Federal Reserve and a large portion of the, the federal government going into debt and not generating enough revenue from taxation, the federal income tax is really there just to prevent money laundering and to prevent criminals from, uh, from moving money and, and sending money around. And that says a lot. That, that, that is actually a scary thought because 
you now you can ask yourself the question was that the intention since the beginning right was the income tax the federal income tax created uh with that in mind uh rather than what they what they were uh what we were told and, and that was so that the government could generate revenue because now we're realizing hey the government has its own bank that could print its own money and so we don't need to tax our own citizens which then begs the question why have a federal income tax well it's because it's there now currently to just uh make sure that you're not uh you're not hiding any money away from the government the government needs to have an eye on everything uh now i'm not saying obviously i'm not saying that the income tax is something that we should get rid of i'm not making the argument that we should get rid of the income tax because the government is not funding uh its expenditures via the income tax it's using the federal reserve my argument is the income tax has been used and i think we should get rid of the federal income tax i think the income tax should be left up to 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 the states but the, the my argument is the government need it, it can't print money point blank simply it can't print its money and so it needs to fund its expenditures through taxation but if that if it were to do that that would be a very hefty tax bill and so the government is then forced to reduce size. Uh, so we kind of transitioned away from from privacy. But what I wanted to argue is that the income tax is is a lot of people don't look at it in that lens of of invading someone's privacy because when you're filling out your 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 1099 and you're you're filling out all answering all these questions, where do you get this money? How many dependents are living with you? Right, you're telling the government how many people are inside your house, how many people are you supporting. Uh, where are you getting these funds from? Did you sell gold? Did you sell uh, stocks? Did you sell bonds? Uh, and there's all these different ways that the government wants to know, or all these different means of the government uh, finding out where you're getting your money from. Isn't that an issue with privacy? Right. A lot of people don't raise this question. So people, you're right. The Patriot Act. That's obvious that uh, that one uh, compromises. Uh, someone's privacy but you can throw in the income tax the income tax compromises someone's privacy so uh and, and now the argument that people bring with privacy when it pertains to government is what about data breaches what about people who these companies who hold your data and then another company hacks into them or it could just be a, a group of loan hackers uh these hackers hack into that company and and take their data isn't that an issue shouldn't that be something we should be scared of and again that is an issue with the company if if the company has a data breach right uh, i used to use nordvpn and nordvpn did have a data breach and so i stopped using nordvpn and now nordvpn takes a significant hit and they now have to pay the price for not keeping the security up to par so that is just an issue with the company this is something that is restricted to the company this is not something that the government and I'm, i make this argument always this is not something that the government should come in and step in and attempt to fix this is an issue uh that should be resolved within the company and the market resolves the issue because people are going to make rational decisions people will once they see their information compromised by a company not trust the company and as warren buffett said uh, famously, it takes many, many decades 
for a company to build its reputation, but it can lose it within seconds. And that should be the model that we should tell companies because a lot of companies now they say they they see, oh, we have all these uh, we have all these rules and regulations that we need to follow. So let's just follow those. And when uh, when a compromise happens, hey, blame the government. The government didn't set these restrictions into place. And it's sort of you know, uh, pushing away blame from themselves onto the government, which is a very weird way to look at it and a very scary way to look at it. But you could see that happening in the future. So ultimately, uh, I think that we should be we should still be talking about the issue of privacy, but it should not be uh, we should not look at the government for help. I think the government we should ha we have the government of fear with our data. The government is the entity that can do most harm with our data, right? There's nothing these corporations that uh, there's nothing these corporations could do with your data that could harm you. That is not true with the case of the government. The government can use this data that they have with you, uh, that they have with them against you. And as I said before, if there's a revolt, if there's a rebellion, the government could use these uh, the data that they have to suppress. That is all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we should be getting back into our normal schedule. Uh, so, as always, stay safe.